ESG or environmental, social and governance factors have recently become a hot topic in the financial services and indeed in the pensions industry. But what are the legal obligations on trustees of occupational pension schemes in relation to considering ESG factors and implementing ESG decisions? And is ESG here to stay? Hello, my name is Sarah McCaig and I am a partner in the Pensions Group in Arthur Cox. And I am Katie Lawless, an associate in the Pensions Group in Arthur Cox. In this audio briefing, we are going to be talking about pensions and environmental, social and governance factors known as ESG. Whether pension scheme trustees have to consider ESG when investing, the interaction between ESG and IORP2 legislation, trustees fiduciary duties and ESG investment. So, what are ESG factors? ESG stands for environmental, social and governance factors, which are increasingly taken into account in doing business today. In a pension scheme context, the impact of ESG is most noticeable when it comes to investing. ESG focuses on investing money in companies and funds that meet certain environmental, social and governance criteria. By way of example, environmental factors include climate change, natural resources and energy use. Social factors include employment practices, supply chain and human rights. Governance factors include diversity, bribery and corruption and remuneration policies. By considering these additional factors when investing, the aim is for investors and trustees to increasingly invest in companies and funds that drive positive change in the world. Trustees are bringing ESG factors into everyday investment decisions in a variety of ways, including exclusionary screening, which is excluding from investment options activities that are not ESG friendly. Positive screening, which is seeking out best in class ESG investment opportunities and active ownership, which involves engaging with companies and voting company shares on ESG issues to initiate changes in the behaviour of the company. But what are the legal obligations of trustees in considering ESG factors when making investment decisions in relation to their scheme? There are three main pieces of legislation that bring ESG factors into the pensions realm. They are the EU Shareholder Rights Regulations 2020, known as SRD2, the EU Sustainable Finance Disclosures Regulations, SFDR, and the second Institutions for Occupational Retirement Provision Directive, IORP2 Directive, as transposed into Irish law. We won't dwell today on the first two of these, which are aimed at increasing corporate transparency and shareholder engagement 
by financial market participants with regard to ESG issues such as sustainability risks and adverse impacts. It is not clear the extent to which trustees of occupational pension schemes will be required to comply with the full requirements of these two regulations, and we should know more about this during 2023. Of more importance to pension schemes currently are the requirements of the IORP2 directive, which was transposed into Irish law with effect from April 2021. IORP 2 requires trustees to provide information to members in relation to the relevance and materiality of ESG factors to the scheme's investments and how such factors are taken into account, usually in the Statement of Investment Policy Principles, also known as the SIP. In practice, the ESG requirements of IORP 2 could be met by the trustees setting out that ESG factors have not been considered in the scheme's investment policy. That said, most trustees do appear to be engaging with ESG considerations in making investment decisions. And it may be that this engagement is being driven not by legal requirements, but by member demand. For example, a recent study carried out by Aviva in the UK indicated that 72% of pension savers consider ESG factors important when investing. It seems, therefore, that trustees are increasingly taking ESG factors into account when investing pension scheme assets. The question needs to be asked then, how this interacts with the overall obligation on trustees to invest assets. The IORP 2 regulation restates and reinforces the European view that trustees must invest in the best long-term interests of members and beneficiaries as a whole. Case law has confirmed that the interests of members has been determined to usually mean the financial interests of those members. In addition, case law tells us that when investing trust assets, trustees must take the same care that an ordinary prudent man would take if he were minded to make an investment for the benefit of other people for whom he felt morally bound to provide. These are known as the prudent person principles. A debate has recently ensued as to whether taking into account ESG factors or the weight to be given to those factors cuts across a trustee's primary duty to act and invest in the financial best interests of members. This issue has been neatly summarised as the greenium. This means either paying extra or accepting lower yields in exchange for sustainable impact. So take, for example, two funds with differing return rates. The fund with the higher rate of return comprises stock in fossil fuel companies. The fund with the lower rate of return invests in renewable energy. 
commentators often simplify this into a value versus values debate. In other words, should trustees be focused solely on the value they can obtain from investments, or should they also take into account ESG and perhaps members' values when investing? A stark example of this is the South Carolina's State Treasurer's Office, which has announced it will divest another $200 million from BlackRock funds by the end of 2022 because of the manager's sustainable investing policies. In a statement, South Carolina's treasurer indicated that by signing up to the Net Zero Asset Managers Initiative, BlackRock's ESG approach, and ESG more generally, could undermine that state's economic model from one that values fiduciary responsibility and sound financial judgment to one that pushes the left-wing political agenda of stakeholder capitalism. It seems likely that this debate will rumble on for some time, but the approach being taken by some pension arrangements stateside appears to be out of step with that in Europe, where ESG-related legislation and regulation continues apace, and in the UK, where the Supreme Court recently concluded that non-financial factors could be taken into account, provided that doing so would not involve a significant risk or financial detriment to the scheme. In addition, it appears to be widely accepted that ESG factors can indirectly impact on a company's financial performance and long-term sustainability. Trustees are ultimately being asked to carry out a balancing act, balancing returns against risk recognising the long-term nature of pension scheme investment. With the significant public interest in COP26, there seems to be a significant focus on climate issues, and it can be easy to forget that ESG is about more than just the E. In practice, social and governance factors are becoming easier to measure, thanks to increasing reporting requirements. For example, the treatment of female workers from a remuneration perspective can now be more easily monitored given gender pay gap reporting requirements. So what should trustees do at a practical level when it comes to ESG? The first thing would be to take advice on their legal and regulatory responsibilities in respect of ESG investing. The second thing is to update scheme documentation to reflect how ESG is considered in their pension scheme. For example, the scheme statement of investment policy principles. Finally, ask questions. This means having discussions with the scheme's investment advisors and managers in relation to how they approach ESG to determine where that sits with the scheme's approach to ESG. And what are the key takeaways? If you haven't looked at your SIP in a while, now is a good time to review it and see what it says about ESG. Similarly, 
if you haven't looked at your investment manager's report in a while, it would be prudent to also review it and see what is being said about ESG. And also to confirm the extent to which ESG related disclosures are being made available to your members, whether through the SIP, the trustee annual report and accounts, or the investment materials. If nothing else, this is likely to be time well spent as it is anticipated that the issues of ESG will be back on the agenda of pension scheme trustees when the local regulations are published in respect of the SRD2 and SFDR disclosure and reporting regulations we referred to earlier. We have more information generally on ESG on our firm website. I hope you find this audio briefing helpful. If you would like further information on any of the points mentioned in this briefing, please feel free to contact a member of the Arthur Cox Pensions team or your usual Arthur Cox contact. Thank you for listening.